This is the Berman Project. Hey, it's JD here. Back at it for another week of opening my ears and heart to the words and musings of the late David Berman as we go through his catalog one song at a time, week over week, to better understand where this guy was coming from so that we can better understand where he went. I hope you're doing all right. I am most excellent right now. I, uh, well, I lifted my little moratorium on, um, pot and, uh, you know, I'm in a really good place. I go for a walk every Friday with a friend of mine from kindergarten, believe it or not. Uh, we reconnected probably two years ago and uh he you know i went through all high school with him was a good buddy um we had a hell of a time but you know when high school was over everything sort of drifted and uh he ended up becoming a minister uh a pastor um and uh in fact he he did my father's funeral and would have done my mother's funeral had he not left the church broken down with a pill addiction and a booze uh, addiction that has eviscerated his liver to the extent that, uh, you know, he's on meds for that. Uh, lived on the street for a short time. Um, so he's had a real, you know, real go of things. And uh, I went for a drink with him one night. And he had a drink. And it made me feel really awkward the whole time that he was drinking, that I had went, you know, that I had not went out of my way to uh, circumvent this uh, this situation where I'm not happening. Like, why did I set it up that we were meeting at a, a pub rather than a cafe or something like that? And I talked to him about it once. And he said, you know, um, he can't, live in a world where uh where there's you know a punitive sort of vibe going on around these uh foibles that we have you know uh, being an alcoholic is a real serious foible he's not concerned about having a drink because he knows He's, he's beaten alcoholism. Now, some of you may be rolling your eyes 
because you know there are other schools of thought where you know it's if you're an alcoholic one sip and that's you know that's it you're off the train but that i think is more of a sobriety thing um and sobriety isn't something that matt talks about but uh he's not you know getting drunk he's not living on the streets anymore he's he's um man i just he's such an fascinating person to talk to and to walk with and i'm so grateful that uh he came back into my life and this is where the story began is that i smoked some pot uh well, I can say that I am still cutting way back, but I'm trying not to be punitive about, you know, this. I don't want this to be something that derails me and and sends me spiraling into a situation where I might use this to medicate that situation uh, or to, you know, to numb it, as it were, which I've done. I've, I now know that I've done that and that's, you know, real frightening. And, um, I can, I can only imagine the battles that, uh, David Berman had because here we're not talking about liquor and, uh, marijuana, uh, but you know he was now he did in his later days smoke a lot of grass from what i understand but when he was uh, admitted to a rehab facility that was for uh like crack and um like fuck end of end of sentence full stop there there's other drugs there's heroin i believe is in there as well um and and probably pills i mean this is a guy who was singing about smoking the gel off a fentanyl pack uh years years before i ever heard of that occurring in uh, a uh, in a story i read um so maybe i'm naive i don't know but uh this man battled some serious serious uh demons i guess right demons you know there's no there's no better way to say it and he left behind a lot of words and beautiful words um and he he left behind some wonderful music and what we're going to enjoy today is a song called The Walnut Falcon, which incidentally was one of the names that was floated around uh, for you know what ultimately became Silver Jews. Yeah, it, it could have been The Walnut Falcons, right? So this was clearly something that David had in his mind. And when you listen to this song, you know, it's much different than Canada, which we heard last week. This song also comes from the EP Die Map of the Reef, but I'm sharing it to you from the Early Times compilation by Drag City, uh, the Drag City put together. Uh, 
prior the the it consists of the records it's it's like westing uh it's like westing in that it consists of the independently released um collections eps in this case that were released prior to signing with drag city or you know being released on drag city uh i can tell you that those three are uh the the three of them are um die map of the reef which is what we're talking about in this case and then the arizona record and is that it die map of the reef and the arizona record yeah that's actually it oh no silver Jews and nico uh there's silver Jews and nico which is a single that came out in 93 uh so yeah um that's where we're listening to this track from i don't quite have the uh the means to you know track down all that old stuff it would be cool to have in the collection um at some point but uh i don't have it right now so we are going to listen to it from silver jews the early years came out in 2012 and um i don't know i think this is a lot different than what we listened to last week we listened to canada and this is a song to me that reminds me more of uh primordial david berman there is something to this that feels you know Berman-esque and that makes sense I mean he's part of it uh, along with Bob Nastanovich and and Steve Malkmus Uh, and there are other members Bob tweeted out a couple weeks ago uh, another member of the Silver Jews and I forget I say the Silver Jews but it's Silver Jews uh, but I forget who that person was now. So you check out Bob's Instagram. Um, uh, pardon me, Bob's Twitter, which is, you know, a fantastic Twitter uh, to, to follow regardless. Anyway, let's give this track a listen. This is the Walnut Falcon on the Berman Project. <laughs>
That was The Walnut Falcon by an early, uh, like I said before, primordial (laughs) version of the band. What do you think? Uh, To me, I think back to my days doing comedy and I think about improv. And, you know, when you have a couple people on stage that both have uh, different agendas. Uh, It's tough to make a good scene. And I think there are a lot of elements in this song that are really fucking great. Like that ending, dream about you, dream about you, dream away. Um, I like the, it's that first bit with David off the top that uh reminds me very much of what we're going to get later in the catalog uh i would say that uh the first time we hear sm uh i love what he does but it's almost as though david's uh on a different you know different spot now listen this is uh this is a band that you know they were they weren't a band (laughs) they were working and they were blown off steam at the end of the day i I think their goal was to be a band like like they weren't just just fucking around but this is early this is like early days you know uh i softened the end of this song because it's got a real hard click and uh, I did a fade out instead. It doesn't really fade out, but it instead has a really uh, abrasive click that you know that probably comes from clicking the tape recorder or you know the four track that they were using. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mess. But there are some wonderful things going on in that song, and uh, you know, are they indicators? Uh, I I think we know the answer. Uh, you know these guys that were doing this put out a great deal of wonderful work over the years that we've got to enjoy. And uh, yeah, I would say there's some breadcrumbs in this one. So there's that. What are you thinking? Um, in terms of your mental wellness right now, are you uh, happy and you know it? Because if you are, I think maybe you should clap your hands. Uh, if you're uh, sad and you know it, well, then you can stop, stop your feet. Um, the, the problem is, is when you're happy or sad and you don't know it uh, and you don't know what's going on. You know, it's just you're sort of in this dull, uh, 
just blurginess, you know, and it's, um, uh, it's a scary place to be. It's, it's, it's languishing. It's, it's, um, just not, uh, not satisfying at all. And, and that's, you know, that's shitty. It's a shitty way to live. So if you're feeling that way, uh, reach out to somebody, talk to a friend. Uh, and this is an interesting message that when I was doing some volunteer work and I was, uh, also in their comedy program, they, they had a stand up comedy program for mentally, uh, ill people. Um, and the, the point was we would use, you know, the, the stand-up to, you know, put, um, I don't know, some context around what we were feeling or thinking, you know, maybe give it some shape, some form, some color. I don't know. Uh, but that's, that's what it was. So when I was in that program, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, talk to your strong friends. And um, uh, that's always resonated with me. Talk to your strong friends because, you know, yes, there are people that we know out there that are, you know, uh, dealing with uh, addictions to various things as a coping me- mechanism, trying to work their way through mental wellness, mental illness, trying to work their way through their mental illness, you know, in whatever way they can. But then there's, then there's your friends that you perceive as being real strong and, um, you know, not buckling under any of the fucking litany of shit that is going on out in our world right now. You know, we have access to an unprecedented amount of news through, you know, all sorts of, all sorts of, uh, different devices and, and channels. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's almost too much. It's almost too much to just know the kind of shit storm that we're living in right now. And, how precariously it is that we're balancing, you know? So check in with, with those that are strong as well. Um, you never know what could come of that conversation. Uh, it could be something that is uh, groundbreaking or even life-saving. So there's that. We continue our journey working through actual air with a poem called Classic Water. I remember Kitty saying we shared a deep longing for the consolation prize, laughing as we rinsed the stagecoach. I remember the night we camped out and I heard her whisper, Think of me as a place from her sleeping bag with the centaur print. I remember being in her father's basement workshop when we picked up an unknown man 
sobbing over the shortwave radio. And the night we got so high we convinced ourselves that the road was a hologram projected by the headlight beams. I remember how she would always get everyone to vote on what we should do next, and the time she said, all water is classic water, and shyly turned her face away. At volleyball games, her parents sat in the bleachers like ambassadors from Indiana in all their Midwestern schmaltz. She was destroyed when they were busted for operating a private judicial system within the U.S. borders. Sometimes I'm awakened in the night, in the middle of the night, by the clatter of a room service cart and I think back on Kitty. Those summer evenings by the government lake, talking about the paradox of multiple Santas or how it felt to have your heart broken, I still get a hollow feeling on Labor Day when the summer ends. And I remember how I would refer to her boyfriends as what's-his-face, which was wrong of me, and I'd like to apologize to those guys right now, wherever they are. No one deserves to be called what's-his-face. Boom. That is a fucking slap in the face. Like in a wonderful way. Oh, boy. Uh, This is uh, what I like about poetry, this poem. Um, how do I be more specific about that? I I like the layer uh, of the the main story that's going on, um, but we get other things sort of dropped in. Uh, but no, I guess no, I guess that's not really even the case because everything every stanza is about her in some way is about Kitty. They shared a deep longing for the consolation prize. What a fucking line. Like, put your pen down right then and uh, just, you know, put your feet up. That's the day's work. That's, you're, you're done. You're done for the week. You're waiting for your weekly goddamn, you're waiting for your annual bonus. And you write that line, you put your pen down, and you just keep waiting for your annual bonus. That's what you do. That's what you do when you write a line like that. God. Damn it. Think of me as a place. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, It feels very autobiographical. It feels very real, but... You know, this is this is somebody who is operating at a pretty high level here, and his job is to make it feel real. You know, the the whole point of this is that you're reading this and you want to know more about this protagonist. And, you know, does he, does he ultimately find Kitty again? Like, you know, you just want to be left wondering and, and think about that and have it, you know, gnaw at you a little bit. Uh, I love the fact that uh, he threw a curveball. 
the curveball being to me, um, he remembers how he would call her boyfriend's what's-his-face, uh, which was wrong of me, and I'd like to apologize. And in my head, I'm thinking he's going to apologize to Kitty, uh, you know, for for not acknowledging her boyfriend's. But instead, he wants to apologize to all the guys because nobody deserves to be called what's-his-face. Like, it's funny. It's touching. It's stand by me. You know, it's uh, it's uh, the wonder years. But like, you know, on a higher plane. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think it's great. Pick up the book, Actual Air. Uh, you can get it from... Drag City, I believe. Or is it Matador? Yeah. I'll have it for you next week. I'll, I'll get that. That'll be something that I, I work on. Okay. Uh, with that said, I'm looking for an outro catchphrase. Um, I don't know what that should be, but uh, I'll try and track it down. But in the interim, I'm going to go with uh, wash your fucking hands. And be curious. Talk to you next time. The Berman Project is a production of Duvra Podcasts and Such. You can find out more about the show at www.thebermanproject.xyz. That's right. I'm fucking Canadian. I'm also social. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all the rest at Berman Project. Podcasts and such. <laughs>